where we do confessions in every morning in uh, in our church and and we declare things and we've seen God answer most of those confessions that we do um, we started without even land or anything but as we confess for the land God gave us land we didn't have a wall around the land as we confessed about it God gave us the wall and we keep confessing because God answers prayer and I want you to know that God is going to answer your prayer and I want you to understand that we're going through situations and times that are so uh, amazing when you look around you find that these times are we see demonic spirits rising up creating abuse of power and, and, and injustices we, we see so many things that are happening like like violence against women why would somebody just kill somebody why would another human being have the power to kill somebody for no reason we've just seen a decay in society and the way things happen people don't respect church anymore people don't respect god anymore things are just happening that are extraordinary to a point where the generation that is growing is going to look at things and think they're normal when they're not normal because the church is weak and the church is not standing up to show who they are and what God how we or how we should represent God to the people that are around us and this morning I really want to speak to you about building a church that is called of God building a church that is called of God you know there are symptoms that show a decay in people who are rebellious against God so many things don't mean anything anymore um I, I, I remember a time where you could not even um, cross paths with an elderly person and, and bump their shoulder and feel nothing about it. And now when you walk in the malls, the youth just bump you and, and it's like nothing has happened and they don't really care. And, and, and respect has gone down the drain because as we dedicate our children to God like we did this morning, there's still a responsibility as a parent to teach them the things of God because that's the way that's going to direct them to become the people that they have to be in the societies that they're going to live in. So I want to talk about that seriously now because we, we, this year we, we're talking about back to, back to basics. And, 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 and the basic thing about churches is to understand that God wants a church that is solid. God wants a church that is strong. And we're going to look at it this morning briefly. And, and you can always research on your own and, and find other scriptures and, and information about how God really wants his church to be. But I'm just going to introduce a subject to you that we need to look at and, and be concerned about it. Because if the church is weak, then everything around us becomes weaker. So if we are going to build a church called of God, we need to go back to our basics uh, according to the theme we have even for 2022. Now, churches are where we can learn to live with others, where we can develop an, a healthy human relationships with other people. And to do all this, we need to have a church with a relationship with God. The first thing we have to know is that the church is the people, not the building. So, so, so we want to start there because every, every time people say I'm going to church, um, they, they, they look at the building. And, and the building is not the church, 
The church is you. So when God is saying he wants to build his church, he's talking about you. He's not talking about the building. So, so you must understand that when we're saying we want to build a strong church and building a church called of God, we're actually saying we want to build a church on people who are called of God. On people who believe in God. So I want, to look, I want us to look at a scripture in Ephesians 4 verse 11 as we begin. Ephesians 4 verse 11. <clears throat> and we're going to look at things that God is expecting of, of you as a church. Ephesians 4 verse 11 says, It was he that was God who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. So that's the fivefold ministry. So in a church, there's going to be this fivefold ministry. You've got to find these people in a church. Some people are pastors. Some people are apostles. Some people are evangelists. Some people are, are teachers. Some people, a pastor can be everything of, of, of all those things. Some people are everything of that. Some people are just one aspect of that. But it's God who gives the power and the privilege for people to have that, and he did it for a purpose. Let's go to, to the second voice, the, the verse 12. Why did he do it? To prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So I want, I want you to understand that this is talking about the body of Christ, which is the people being built up. It's talking about you being built up. The reason for church is for you to be built up. So whoever does not have church might not be in a position to be built up. Whoever does not listen to the word of God might not be in a position to be built up. The word of God must be able to build you up. When you read the word of God, it must be able to build you up. You can't be the same person when you really hear the word of God. You can't be the same person when God is speaking to you. He must build you up. He must make you stronger than you've ever been before. He must make you have a faith you've never had before. Because there's a purpose of church playing a role in your life. So let's go to verse 13. Until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature and attain to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. <clears throat> now, this is amazing that church is there for you to attain unity in faith. Look at your neighbor. Say neighbor. My faith and your faith must be the same. Unity in faith. That when you pray, you know that your prayers are answered. That when you declare things, you know things will come to pass because you have the same faith. You have the same faith. That's what church wants you to have. Faith and unity in faith. Hallelujah. Say this. Say my father. My God. I declare in our church we shall have unity. When we pray, we'll pray in the same power, in the same faith. And I declare our faith will move mountains. We have unity in faith. 
So, so you want to pray. You want a church that can pray and turn things around. You want to be in a church that prays and things happen. You want to be in a church when you pray, healing, healing comes. You want to be in a church when you pray, stuff happens, doors open. You want to be in a church that has been built into a power of unity in the things of God. That there's no one amongst us who has a, 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 a question mark or somebody who has a doubt in their hearts when we're praying. Because whatever we ask, God will do it for us. And I'm telling you that whatever you pray for, God will do it for you. And, and we're pushing you to that level to know that your prayers are very important. When you call your father, your father will answer your prayers. Your father will answer your prayers. In 2021, God will answer your prayers. We want us to have the same faith, the same unity. You don't need to say, pray for me, pray for me. No, you're going to stand and you pray and you know that God is going to answer your prayer. You don't need a pastor. A pastor might not be a perfect person in your life. But you are the perfect person for your prayers. When you declare what you want and God says whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, it shall be given to you. And I want you to know that this is your year because you are in a church that believes in faith. So, <coughs> excuse me. Mm. I get excited sometimes. Thank you. So, you must know that your prayers are being answered. And your prayers will be answered. <coughs> Tell your neighbor. Say neighbor. My prayers will be answered. Say it again. Say neighbor. My prayers will be answered. If you believe that, shout the big hallelujah. I said if you believe that, shout the big hallelujah. <coughs> Verse 14. There's a reason. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by every cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitfulness. So let's, let's, let's pick up the point on all the things we've said in, this, in these scriptures, these four scriptures we've just read. The first thing is God is preparing you for works of service. God wants to a church that is prepared for works of service. Every, every one of you must serve God in a certain way. Every one of you in a church, you must serve God in a certain way. Not, not, when I say church, remember we're not talking about the building. We're talking about the people. So you must serve God's people in a certain way. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to be in a building to serve them. It means that you must be able to, to represent Christ to somebody. To serve God in a certain way. To do works for Christ. To be the arm, the foot, the eye for Christ. To be something for God in the community so that people can change. It's, it's you. You're going to be the person that speaks in your family. You're going to be the person who makes things happen in your family. You're going to be the person who prays for your family. I've had a lot of questions asked about my brother, uh, Dr. Brian. Uh, he was preaching whilst I was in hospital. 
And, and he used to come before I went to the hospital and sit somewhere at the back and, and just keep quiet. And he was going through his own challenges. And I'd been praying for him for a long time. And, and, and slowly came into church and began to read his word again. And, and power began to manifest around him. And, and I got sick and, and, and I could trust him with the word of God to speak it because of, of knowing who he was. And let me tell you a secret. At that time, when he used to come and sit in, at the back and keep quiet, he had had issues with the hospital that he was working with and he had resigned. And, and he was looking for a new path to go. And every door seemed to close because he's a, a surgeon. Now, the, the difference with a, a practitioner or a general practitioner is that you just sit at the back of your table and just issue people with tablets and give them whatever you want. But a surgeon, you've got to have steady hands because you're operating very sensitive areas in a person's body. So when you reach a certain age, they doubt your capabilities. So he's, he's growing old and, and everybody's thinking, mm, can he, can he steal? And, and, and he was waiting for his breakthrough to open because he still is a good doctor. He still is a good surgeon. And guess what? I got sick and I went to hospital. And he was coming to see me in the hospital. And he got a job in the hospital where I was sick. When he was coming to visit me. And, and, and now you don't see him at church and people are asking me, Pastor, did you chase your brother away? Because now that you're back, he doesn't come to church. What's happening? I said, no. Right now he's not speaking. He's in theater. He's always working now. He's, he's always in the theater. Always operating and doing his work. And I'm saying, you're putting me in trouble. People want you back in church to preach. He says, don't worry. Tell them I'm coming. I want to celebrate what God has done for me. So, prepared for works of service. And, and now where he is, he's not preaching, but his spirit of Christ is helping somebody get healed because he's servicing for Christ. To prepare his people. He wants, he wants, it's nice to go in a hospital where you find nurses who can pray. It's nice to find Christians everywhere you go in a corner. So God wants to prepare you for works of service. Number two, works of service build up the church. He says works of service, what do they do? They build up the church. They build up the church of God in the community. People get elevated when people are served, when God's people serve them. People are elevated. The, the, the other day... <clears throat> Um, my neighbor called me and he said, Pastor, we haven't seen you for a long time. We, we now see you driving in and out and we heard you were not right well and it's good to see you that you're kicking again. And I'm saying, no, oh, thanks. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling better and I'm feeling greater again. And, and he says, pray for us too, Pastor. And, and, and I say, so, so faith is kicking into them because they know and they see because their brother died of COVID. And, and they said, pray for us too, Pastor. And I say, who have I prayed for before, Kevin? Because you're saying two. <laughs> and he says, no, because faith could only have made you walk out 
of, of that place. And I said, yes. He says, well, me and my wife, we kind of like lost our jobs, I think. And, and, and we're just telling you. And I just said to them, no, God will answer your prayer. I didn't know what was happening then. Then Vanessa comes to me and says, um, Dad, my boss is looking for people who have been working in the hotel industry because she's opening a small little hotel and stuff. And, and they have been in that industry. So I'm saying, oh, okay. Here, here, here comes praying. I won't tell them about the job. I'll tell them about Jesus first. <laughs> Works of service build up the church. The goal is that the people must reach unity in faith. The goal of the church is that people must have faith. God is looking for a church with faith. People with faith. You must have faith. How can you be a person of God without faith? Without faith, it is impossible to please God. You must have faith. You must know that God is going to open your doors. Tell your neighbor, this is my year. Say with power, this is my year. I don't know what you're believing for, but shout a big hallelujah. Because it's coming your way. I said it's coming your way. You see, you must be able to praise God before the walls of Jericho fall. Because you have a faith that knows that they're going to fall. They're going to fall. The walls that are hindering my blessings are going to fall. And my blessing is going to come in the name of Jesus. You must always remain in your faith. Now faith does not end. If you if you got faith today and doubt tomorrow, that's not faith. You still have to get to the unity of faith. Where you stand in faith, faith is a straight line. It does not end. You wait until it comes. No matter how long it takes, but it will come. Sometimes the devil holds back at the back of your things that are coming. And is like pulling back so you don't receive. Who makes it pull back? It's the people that are fighting that your breakthrough should come. They are praying that it mustn't come. And, and you give up. And who celebrates them? They're always going to win. They're always going to raise more altars. But I tell you, when you defeat one, you defeat the second, you defeat the third, you defeat the fourth, until they know that that's a man of God. When they pray, God answers their prayer. See, you don't have to be perfect for God to answer your prayer. You just need to have faith. God is looking at your faith. He, he knows you're so imperfect. That's why he put his son on the cross for you. Now, the people must reach unity in, in, the, in the knowledge of the Son of God. The people must reach unity in the knowledge of, you must know the Son of God. You must know your God. You must know your Jesus. You must know your God. You know, um, when, you, when, 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 when you look at these dramas or whatever, or wherever you've been in a life where you used to go to Sangomas, you, you, you know the confidence they have. 
you you go in they 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 sit you down there and and then they say savuma savuma you already agreeing that is going to happen so and then they take out their bones and they make actions and they believe they believe and and you believe that okay he's talking to somebody because he's making you believe he's got faith in his bones he's making you believe and and yet when you come to god you have no faith and god is looking for you to have that you must know god you must know him you must know who he is you must know his abilities you must know what he's able to do so so one time we we were praying and 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 the sangoma came and 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 she manifested a church and 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 she came and said uh, your your power is more powerful than mine and we said we said there's no one who's got power here We praise a God who has power. So when I call my God he hears me. So I said in the name of Jesus and she will scream. In the name of Jesus and she, she, she. Cuz why? I knew my God, not me. Me, me I'm just a human being, but when I call the name of Jesus every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that you have a God. And and we took those things she had, she brought her stuff and and we went to burn it. And we burned it all and things were fighting us as we were burning the, those things. Yeah. And and the next day it was Saturday um um all all the four tires of my car burst in the highway all of them but i managed to park the car on the side i called my certain low comfort to to come and deal with the car and i think this they are the ones i don't remember when they just dropped me at church because i was going to church and, and i knew that the god that i serve is always going to defend me The God that I serve is always going to fight for me. If God is for me, who can be against me? So so when they come to you and point in you and say, Then you get scared. No, I tell them, I am for it. When it's you, when you are the one who's going to see, not me. They came here, they prayed. The seven of them yes, in the morning. And they said, Uzosbona said, I won't even have to see you. You will see. I'm telling you, you won't come here again. I'm telling you. And they never came again. Because the God you serve, you must know your God. So that the people know their God. When you pray in your house and cover your house, you must know it's covered. You must know they can fly with their brooms in the sky. But they can never land in your house. can never land in your house so that the people know their god the people must be mature and attain the whole measure of the fullness of christ they must be mature and attain the measure of the fullness of christ you must measure yourself to be christ like 
you are the son of god if the if if god is a father you are the son like father like son so we're dedicating the children to their parents now what the parents can do the children can do if the parents can eat the children can eat if the parents can talk the children can talk if the parents can run the children can run whatever the parents can do they can do because they are the image of their fathers and mothers you are the image of god so god wants you to know that so you end up aligning yourself to the image of christ so you become christ like you know what christ could do i can do cuz christ even said you have to do more than i did See, me I've been crazy, having crazy faith. I even tried to pray for somebody who was dead to come to life again. I I I I I I really believe that that something is going to happen. And and they had laid her on a mattress and left her there in church. And we we just went to pray, but I stood by the side and I believed. And when I when nothing happened and I was asking God like God how how do you have the power to raise people from the dead cuz cuz you did it and you said we could do more And God said there's a moment that one day you see a miracle because some things are my ways not your ways But never lose your faith Never lose your faith So I joke with my grandchildren in the swimming pool and say one day you'll see me walking on the water. <laughs> Cuz I have faith. <laughs> okay, you don't believe it. I believe it. So the people must try and attain themselves to the measure of Christ. Always understand that the Christ in you can do awesome things. The Christ in you when you pray when you declare things they must happen. You must see change as you pray. The people must not excuse me be influenced tossed back and forth by waves. You must not be influenced tossed back by waves by challenges by storms. You must not cry when the storms come. You must know that your God is able that he'll take you out of the storm. See, I would love to be like Christ and have his attitude because when the storm came, he stood up and he was sleeping. And the disciples were asking, "How can you sleep when there's a storm that is attacking us?" And he didn't he didn't panic. He stood up and 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 he spoke to the storm. He spoke to the demonic powers that were lifting up the waves in the sea. against him and his disciples and his coy pointed and he said stop and they heard his voice and they stopped say my father my god every demonic force every demonic wave rising up against my life will hear my voice as i command them stop you you speak and you declare i declare in my house my father everywhere ever signed against my life i command you this day stop in the name of jesus nobody to be tossed around you know to be tossed around to be to be tossed around and and you're helpless in the tossing 
The people must not be blown away here and there by every wind of teaching. You must be stable because you know your God. So, so when, when prophet Dadada comes and, and, and he tells you uh, 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 your, your apps are number account is six six four 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 two two two, and then everybody says we're going to that church. Why? Because they tell you your apps are number, we, we, and you leave church and you go because there's an apps are number that that is being said there. That nothing else but an apps are number, and yet the apps are number is only coming there to take your money. Because 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 if you want to sit. In the front where I can prophesy over your apps account, you go to put 10,000 in the basket and then, and then I can speak to you. Be being taken away by, tossed into things by, by just seeing a crowd going there and going there too. Shh. We, we must be able to, to understand what God wants for us. We must be able to understand what God needs you to be a strong church, a strong people, that you know you're a church in your house. You're a church in your house. You don't need a prophet who, who is false to come and tell you things. You need to hear it from God. My, my maid servants, they will see visions. I'll show them. I'll show them things to come because of the Holy Spirit. They don't need somebody to show them. I will show them. So the people must not be blown here and there by any cunning and crafting of, of mankind in, in their deceit, deceitful schemes. That's the reason that scripture was reading because by the cunning and craftiness of men in their deceitful schemes. So, so, so in church, there are people who have crafts and deceitfulness. And, and, and a church person must be able to identify that. So one pastor invited us to his church in, in Pretoria and, and there were those uh, crafty uh, prophets that he had invited. And, and he didn't know any better. He just, he just saw he's inviting a prophet. And I asked him, I said, do you know this man? He said, not very well, Pastor, but I, I, he is a good man. He's got miracles. I said, oh, okay. So they gave us front row seats um, with, with Pastor Tio and Pastor Portia. And, and, and I, then he started walking in front of us. Uh, we was going to pick whatever he's going to prophesy. And I told my wife, and I said, he's not going to come here. He's not going to come and craft here. Because I serve a living God. And he came and stood in front of us, and he kept quiet. And, and I looked at him in the face too, like, try, try and speak, try. Just try and speak. And I'll I won't fight with you. I'll just say, Jesus. Just try and speak. And he kept quiet. And he passed. And, and, and I told the pastor too, he won't 
prophesied to me. He won't tell me my account number. Mine is hidden in the blood of Jesus. So these schemes, demonic powers used by men who think and pretend to be men of God. I used to tell my wife, you know when you go to, what's that area near UJ uh, where there's a grave site? West Park, yes. There's a mountain there before West Park. And I used to go and pray there. Just to pray. And I told her, I was amazed. One day when I was standing there, this man packed a beautiful, big 7 Series BMW, clothed in Italian suits. He went in. There was a wall. I went to that wall after he'd gone. I don't know what he did, what he was pulling out. He wrapped it under on his waist. He took off his clothes, wrapped it over his waist, spoke something, one, two, two, three. Then he put back his clothes, then went back to his car and he left. And he said, God, what is he going to do? Where is he going? How many people won't know where he's been? So I, I, I had my own anointing oil. So I went to that wall and I poured and I said, whatever it is, shall not work in the name of Jesus. So, so you must know your God. Don't be scared. Fear is what Satan uses. If you fear, then they creep into you because you're opening a door. But when you know your God, I'm not saying go and challenge. If you don't want to challenge, don't do it. It's not your portion. But, but, but don't ever fear. Now, let us look at what Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18. So my time was eaten by baby dedication. So I won't go over time because they will kill me still. May the 16, 18. Jesus said to Peter, I tell you the truth, Peter. On this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades shall not prevail. So he was saying to Peter, I'm, I'm looking to build church on people like you. I'm looking for people who are rocks. I'm looking for rocks to build my church on. I have a reason why I need a rock. Because I don't want the gates of hell to prevail. I don't want demonic powers to prevail. You must be a rock. I don't want witchcraft to prevail. You must be a rock. Because Peter, you're going to have faith. You have faith. And, and this is the kind of person I want to build my church on. Somebody who has faith. Somebody who, has a, who is a rock. Somebody who won't be shifted. You're going to go through trials and tribulations. But you are a rock. You won't be shifted. And that's where I want to build my church. So, so we are building House of Harvest Ministries with people who are rocks. Tell your neighbor, say, I'm a rock. Uh, say with power, say, I'm a rock. Say it again, say I'm a rock. So, so rocks don't speak. Put a rock in the street and every car will avoid. 
Because you know what it means when you hit a rock. So you're a rock. I'll build my church on you. And verse 19. It says, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. That means whatever you say or pray, I'll do the same for you. I'll support you from heaven. Whatever you do, if you want to lose it, I'll support you from heaven. If you want to bind it, I'll support you from heaven. Whatever you declare, it shall be so. And Jesus told the apostles, he says, this is, the <coughs> this is how you're going to pray. Our Father in heaven, we hallow your name. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. By who? By the kids, by, by, by the kings, by the lords. He's the king of kings. He's the lord of lords. The, the children of God who have the lordship. The children of God who have got the kingship. The children of God who are the rocks. I want to build my kingdom when I have rocks like you, kings like you, lords like you. The kingdom shall be strong. The church shall be strong. No weakling, no, no, no church. Even if you move out the pastor, the pastor is not the head. They will come and say, take out the pastor. We'll kill the head. They can kill the pastor, but it's not the head. The head is Jesus Christ. The head is God. They can't shift the head because Christ is the head of the church. And you are the body of Christ. You are the kings. You are the rocks. No one can shift you. No one, you are strong. When you pray, things turn around. And God wants to build his church on you. So the people are you. The body is you. And you must pray. Let's close with this. If you want to look at the church, you look at Luke writing about the acts of the, of the apostles and, and, and Luke wrote about the early church. I mean, he was part of the apostles, so he had first-hand information and you knew what he was writing about. You can read the whole of Acts and you find what was happening in the beginning of the church began. But I just picked a section to read as we close so you understand what was happening in the Acts of the Apostles. So, let's go to Acts chapter 2 and in verse 28. So, except to, sorry, verse 38, 38, not 28. See, so you need glasses. So, 
So Peter replied, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. He was teaching the beginning of the church to say, if you want to be part of the church of God, the first thing you have to do is to repent and be baptized. And every one of you, you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So every, every believer must have the Holy Spirit. Every, every person in church must be able to have or receive the Holy Spirit. You might not feel it, you might know it, but I can just assure you, he's always been there around you and you must learn to know him. You must learn to understand him. You must learn to hear him. You must learn to feel him. He's always there around you, but most people ignore him. But he will never leave you nor forsake you because he was sent to you as a gift. When you begin to speak to him, he begins to reveal himself to you and shows you deep and hidden things about life. You must know that you can speak and pray with the Holy Spirit and things will happen. You must know that he's there for you. He's going to embrace you. Your prayers are going to be different from somebody who's not born again. Because you have a gift that prays with you. And it's a gift of the Holy Spirit and it's going to help you. Tell your neighbor, I have the Holy Spirit. Say it again, say, I have the Holy Spirit. Do you know when you want to do something wrong and that voice speaks to you? That's him. So, verse 20, 39. The promise of the Holy Spirit, the promises for you and your children and for all who are far of from whom the Lord our God has called. The promise for, is for all those that God has called. And, and you have a calling. God has called you for something. God has called you to be a business person. God, God has called you to, to be whatever you are. But that calling has a gift that comes with it. And that's the gift of the Holy Spirit. And if you use it wisely, it will take you far. To take you very far. It never leaves you. It's always going to be with you. It's a package that comes with you. You see, I remember um, this girl used to sing for Boom Shaka uh, label, Matons. She used to stay in our area. And, and label used to say, um, hey, Pastor. Uh, I wasn't a pastor then, but she still thought I was a pastor because I was going to church. And she would say, I used to, I grew up in church, but, but church was so critical of, of us, meaning musicians. And, and, and I went outside, and somehow I found prosperity outside. The gift that God gave her, the embrace of the Holy Spirit that was with her in church followed her. And wherever she was, even outside church, she got blessed because the gift was in her, and the gift was in her voice. And she could sing anything, and anybody would call her and want her. But she died a very tragic death. She, she flew out of her windscreen 
in a car when her friend was driving and she died. And I said, good, what did she die violently like this? God said, because she was my daughter. She was my daughter. I never left her, I never forsook her, but the devil wanted to kill her. So, when you're born again and the Spirit of God is with you, whether you, David says, you know me when I'm out of your glory, you know me when I'm in your glory, because you never leave me and forsake me, because you're always with me, wherever I am, you are there. It's a gift, and a gift is never taken away. God does not give and take away. When God blesses you, blesses you forever. Wherever you take that gift, it will follow you. Whether you abuse it or use it correctly, it's up to you. Right. So, so we go to, to the next verse. Let's go to verse 38. Verse 38. We're closing. Oh, we end phase 40. Sorry, come back. <laughs> Say, with many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them save yourselves from the corrupt generation. The body of Christ must be different from the corrupt generation. Verse 41. Those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to the numbers of the day. So evangelism and marketing added numbers to the church. In a church, we must have people who can evangelize. We can, must have people who can market the church. So, so you add numbers. 3,000 were added in their numbers that day, one day. Because of the gift of the Holy Spirit. So, you tell me we cannot grow our church by prayer? We cannot grow our church by evangelism? Let's go to verse 42. They devoted themselves to apostles' teaching and to, 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 to the fellowship and the breaking of bread and to prayer. That's all the church was doing in the beginning. They devoted themselves to apostles' teaching and to the fellowships and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Verse 43. Everyone was filled with awe and many wonders and miracle signs were done by the apostles. Verse 44. All the believers were together and had everything in common. 45. Selling their possessions and goods they gave to anyone as he had need. So they were looking after each other. They were building the church and they were making sure no one was selfish. If somebody had a need, they would sell stuff and possessions and give to anyone who had a need. So things could happen. In the Old Testament, it was the priest. They would bring everything to the priest and the priest would give to those who didn't have. But in the New Testament, they, they were organizing themselves to say, our church is going to have money. So we can do anything we need to do 
for our community and around us. So it's not for the pastor to be telling you every day, let's make our church strong financially. Because I don't need the finances. The church, the people, the churches, the people, they need the finances. What do you want to do? Have you got a vision? What do you want to do? How are you going to do it when there's no funds? We, we don't want to be a church that, that's, that's, that's saying to you, um, so no you need prayer tomorrow for business. Okay. Um, bring 10,000. Who, who remembers KK when we, when we invited him to sing in the, in the, in the other room we were uh, stuff? So I only invited him to come and sing. But he started wanting to preach. And he was telling us, me, I don't prophesy if there's no money. And I go, oh, there goes a false prophet that I called. The Bible says when you demand that money, that's your reward. And yet God can do more for you. Far more than you can think or imagine. Just do what God says you must do and see what God has to do. The things he'll do for you that will amaze you. Amaze you. Amaze you. I'm going to say it. I've never asked church for money, for anything. I've never asked you to, to say, I need this, I need that, I need this. But I'm telling you today as I stand here, my house is fully paid for. It wasn't the church. As I stand here, I'm driving a car. It wasn't the church. There's nothing that the church can point in my life and say, we did that. Why? Because the God that I serve is the one who does things. And we need to stand together and say, what is our vision as a church? Do we have a church that is financially powerful for things to happen, not to bless the pastor? And if you want to bless me, I'm not closing the door. But it's not about that. It's about having a church that is powerful. You see this, 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 uh, um, is it Muslim church? The mosque? Do you, want, do you know how much that building is? And those people, when they gather together to do something, they, they just do it because they've got oil money and everything. They just, they just pay. So my prayer is that you become a strong church. And my prayer is that you guys are going to have money. Money makes things happen. You're going to have money. That's my prayer. Father, give them money. We, we, these baskets will be small where we're going. We're going to put drums. I'm telling you. And, and, and you'll be throwing in like, like it was nothing. We don't need snakes to make the money for us. God is going to bless us. Open doors. Some of you are going to own businesses that are going to surprise you because God is going to do for you far more than you even expect. Why do you undermine yourself? Why don't you have a vision? Why don't you believe as Christ believed? Why are you not in the measure of Christ? Because that's where the church wants you to be. Why can't you pray and call the things that you need into your life? Because if you prayed and you believe, whatever you ask in the name of Jesus, it shall be given to you. Stop being me. 
Antioch. Be a strong church that God wants to build his church on. Be a strong person. Rise up and begin to be, have the power. Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Your, your angel is tired of carrying money that is supposed to bring to you, like aim for its incarted. I'm, I'm, I'm supposed to bring billions to you. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of carrying them. You can't pray properly. Yo. I want to come and bless you with your blessing, but you're not calling it. Stand up. Say, my Father, my God, my Father, my God, I declare I am the rock you're going to build your church on. I declare I'm the rock that's going to build the foundations of my business. I am the rock that's going to build the foundation of prosperity in my family. I'm the rock that you're going to build the purpose of the kingdom of heaven. I declare no weapon forced against me shall ever prosper. You said no gates of hell shall prevail. Right now, I declare I pull down blessings from heaven into my life. I lose them into my life. I lose them into my destiny heavenly blessings come into my life money i call you from the east the north the west and the south i command you hear my voice come in the name of jesus come in the name of jesus my father my god i receive money in u.s dollars i receive money in Pula, I receive money in Euro. I receive money in pounds. I receive money in currencies that have power. I declare money cometh to me in the name of Jesus. I call you in into my life. My Father, bless me to be a blessing. Bless me to be a blessing. I receive it. In the name of Jesus, shout a big hallelujah. I said shout a big hallelujah. 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 Let me tell you something. I prayed those prayers. And we paid for the land. I prayed those prayers. And my house was paid off. Money cometh to me and it comes it comes it might not last for a long time God does not want you to hoard money is just a tool use it like you use a tool but I'm telling you it's coming your way and 2022 is your year give God that glory